Hey, this is Ash Cash, the financial motivator, with another exciting episode of the Ash Cash Show with Tashima Jones. We are excited to be interviewing Jeremiah Brown, the author of Financial Freedom, My Only Hope. They say great minds think alike, and this gentleman has taken the wisdom from Sean Carter's 444, but really has been able to create a guide to mastering the money game. So let's do it. Let's hear why financial freedom is our only hope. WHCR 90.3 FM, New York. I ain't talking about rich. I'm talking about wet, wet, wet. Money ain't a thing. Money ain't a thing. Money in the bank. Money in the bank. We can talk, but money talk. So talk money. Ash cash show. 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 Show show. Ash cash 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 show. You are now tuned in to the Ash Cash Show. Your number one source for financial motivation. Get your mind and your money Happy right. Friday, my passionate and persistent. Welcome to the day you begin to do everything in your power to get what you really want out of life. Today's daily word is dedicated to giving it all you got. Those who really want something, make it happen. Those who don't make excuses. Life is is not worth living if you are not banging on the door of opportunity every single day. Stop walking quietly on the road to your dreams. Make some noise and wake some folks up. You are an extraordinary being who can have whatever you want in life. You simply have to believe you can have it, then go for it with every ounce of your being. It may seem tiring at times, but remember two things. If it's worth having, it's worth fighting for. And two, it's always too early to quit. Your victory is right on the other side of that extra mile. Keep going and don't stop until you get what you came for. Give it all you got and go for broke. The world is absolutely yours. I'll leave you with a couple of quotes and the first one, which is an unknown quote, and it says, when you feel like giving up, remember why you held on for so long in the first place. Next quote by Maya Angelou, and it says, love life, engage it, give it all you've got, love it with a passion because life truly does give back many times over what you put into it. And last but not least, by Auntie, Auntie Oprah. And it says, living your best life is your most important journey in life. And speaking about living your best life, we have the best four foot eleven marketing maven in the building, Miss Tashima Jones. Yes. Happy Friday. I'm super excited to be here as always speaking um, about living your best life. Uh, for brand new brand money, new, I wanted to new, speak about new, two things, uh, being yourself and being transparent. Um, starting with transparency, with social media and so much access of to information 
and products and services, transparency is really the only way that you can go because if you mess up, people will find out about it. So just being real about who you are, being real about what it is that you are producing, creating, um, and and selling uh, to the world, being honest, being open, um, and being transparent. And secondly, uh, but definitely just as important as being yourself. If you are not yourself um, professionally, again, you will come out eventually. It's only so long that you can fake something. Uh, so the greatest way to really build an empire is to start off as who you are. Don't try to come out um, and be so disruptive that you confuse your consumer. We see it time and time again, especially um, in music and just, you know, in, in, in the entertainment world where there's a person who comes out with outrageous costumes and crazy lyrics and then they tone it down after a while um, trying to get... Th- the original, um, I guess, introduction to the industry, if you will, was just to get people's attention. But then you have to retrain the brain of your audience to really get to know who you really are. So why not just start out that way? Um, and just aside from music and the arts, uh, Creating a brand where you can be yourself. Everybody wants to wake up and get paid for being themselves. So start out as your true self and build that platform versus trying to get so much attention and not really going anywhere in the long run. So two things, be transparent and be yourself. Man, I, I love, I absolutely love that message. And I love how uh, things sort of like come divinely because I, I actually literally had this conversation uh, at brunch uh, earlier today, fast shout to Ashatari, uh, happy happy birthday! Um, and so at brunch, it was a bunch of us just talking about um, just brands and life and just you know business. Um, and one of the things I not necessarily regret because I you know I needed to go through this journey, but you know I've been like a personal finance expert uh, for over ten years, um, and I remember. And I shared the story that how when I first started, um, I I wasn't being who I was, you know, or, or who I really was. Um, I kept trying to cater to people. And so because I felt like everybody needed financial information, you know, I was talking to everybody. So, you know, when I was talking to a senior citizen, I, I changed the way I talk. When I talked to somebody corporate, I changed it. When I mm. spoke to a young person, there was so many, uh, it was su- such confusion because no one knew who I targeted. Uh, but now, like, I'm, I'm crystal clear. I'm clear why I'm here. Crystal clear uh, that I'm talking to the urban professional. I'm crystal clear that I'm talking to, to my young folks, to my hip-hop, you know, my hip-hop heads. And I think... Since I've made that decision to be crystal clear, fast out to Tashima Jones who helped me with that that marketing plan. Um, once I was crystal clear, uh, it, you know, things just started to, to flourish and, and go to that next level. Uh, instead of trying to be the jack of all trades, I could just be Ash Cash. And the great thing about being who you are is that once you are who you are and comfortable with that. Other people are going to gravitate to you anyway. So yes. it's not that I lost the senior citizens or I lost corporate America. They actually were like, oh, I like, I like, you know, I like this cool ash and I want to, you know, learn too. And so it's not only my target demographic who come to me. I actually have people from all walks of life who, who still, you know, resonate with my message because they can feel the authenticity. They can yes. feel the transparency. So that's a, that's a great message. Yes. And, I, and I'm a firm believer in that. There's a specific group of people that you're supposed to reach in your life. And 
The only way that you will reach them is if you're being your true self. It's some it's it's like water trying to be oil. Mm. Like why? You know, people need water and people need oil. So be who you are and your audience will definitely gravitate towards you and on top of that you'll be surprised at how many more people you touch um simply by being yourself uh so definitely transparency being yourself uh and building your empire yes all right cool so we're excited about the guests that we have today we're about to take a quick break but when we come back we are going to be giving you some some inspiration some motivation because financial freedom is our only hope This is Ash Cash, Mr. Shima Jones, The Ash Cash Show. You are now tuned in to The Ash Cash Show. Your number one source for financial motivation. Get your mind and your money right. We are back, The Ash Cash Show, every Friday, 7 p.m., WACR, 90.3 FM, New York, The Voice of Harlem, with Ash Cash and Mr. Shima Jones. All right, so we're excited about this guest that we have today because financial freedom is our only hope. We have Jeremiah J. Brown on the line with us, and he is a tech entrepreneur, product strategist, and groundbreaking author. At 18, he became a real estate agent in his hometown of New York City. Before graduating with a degree in finance, he launched and sold his first company. In addition to being an entrepreneur, Brown owns various properties throughout the United States. He's invested in the stock market and experienced firsthand its many ups and downs. Over time, Brown has learned to be an effective leader and to build his wealth from the bottom up. Even before the age of 30, he's already achieved success with multiple business ventures. He's also been featured in various publications, including Entrepreneur Magazine. Brown's entrepreneurship has allowed him to become an investor, an investor in people, and in the education of those who desire to be financially free. Despite the obstacles, Brown has shown that it is possible to achieve financial freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for Mr. Jeremiah J. Brown. How are you, sir? Hey, hey, you're hey, like the you? perfect. How's, how's everything? You're the perfect guest, like money and inspiration. Man. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Although, obviously, you know, Ash Cash is uh, doing a pretty good job as well, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just assisting, I would say. <laughs> no, nah, I appreciate you, brother. I think I think it's important because, you know, in this in this world today, there are so many people that need motivation, that need inspiration, that need uh, to, to, you know, help. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I appreciate all that you're doing. Um, and I want to talk you. about that phenomenal book that you have. But before we even go to the book, talk to us. So I, I read your bio, but in your words, yeah, tell yeah, me, yeah. who is Jeremiah? J. Brown. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, so, you know, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, so I'm a lot like, you know, the, the uh, audience. <laughs> um, came from inner city, uh, you know, was born into a single-parent household. Um, I've always been curious about, you know, obviously finance and, you know, the nature of money and how our communities actually go about money. So, um, you know, I went to a school. Uh, it was actually a private school. It was a school called Elon University, um, one of the top 50 business schools in the country. Uh, majored in finance there, uh, and I played a little sports. But uh, after, you know, an injury, I decided to pursue finance a little bit more. Um, but one thing I did learn about being in that school is that um, there's a degree of separation 
in, in terms of um, demographic and, and wealth. So I found that, you know, a lot of kids who grew up, you know, obviously in, in a city and they went to these predominantly, you know, um, systematic schools, they were actually, um, you, you kind of, it kind of created that environment of, of less than, you know, or mm. feeling like you weren't needed there. So that's, that kind of, you know, helped spark my, um, you know, curiosity into learning. Why is it that there's a huge wealth disparity between different races, you know? Mm. And, um, you know, that kind of led me to um, embark in my own personal financial journey. Um, I, I actually bought my first unit at 18 years old. I had no experience. I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> I just thought since I, you know, um, studied finance and I was pursuing a degree in finance that I knew about money. But um, obviously I was learning a lot about math and not how money works. Mm. So my first, um, you know, property I bought, it was in Delaware, and I got it for $100,000. I put 10000 of my money down. I kind of saved up through working in college. And um, I invested in speculation. So I invested basically saying that I'm going to buy this property for 100000 and in two years I'm going to sell it for 2000 Obviously, we knew, uh, we all found out that that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. So um, I kind of uh, took a loss on that unit, and it literally taught me a lot. So uh, now, obviously, fast forward to today, I, uh, I kind of, you know, take calculated risk, and I understand that um, when I go into a property or even a stock now, that I look at the financials more so than an emotional purchase. Mm. So, you know, I think right now everyone's pretty much sipping the Kool-Aid of the markets being high. Um, obviously, we all saw what happened today with, with the markets going down 666 yeah, oh, uh, points. Yep. So I think right now we, we're starting to understand, like, knowledge is the new money as opposed to, you know, just investing for the long term and just hoping and waiting that everything's going to work out. So that's kind of, you know, led that, obviously through school and um, my own, you know, downfall kind of helped me, you know, understand how money works in a sense. And and going back to to the the moment where you realized that you were learning math versus how money works, when did you f realize or come to terms with your specific money mentality, um, and how did you get there? Mm, interesting. So obviously, when you're you're in school, um, especially if you know when I was studying finance, I kind of thought that okay, being that I am studying this you know industry. I'm going to be an expert. This, this class is going to teach me everything about finance. But what I learned was um, it literally taught you about the philosophy of how the system works. Mm. So it didn't necessarily tell you what to do on a, as a step-by-step -step and pragmatic basis. It just gave you an overview of how this system works. So um, I feel like a lot of us kind of get um, stuck on that, and we focus on the, um, you know, the buy now and, and, and hope and pray that everything is going to work out, and we really don't pay attention to fundamentals. So I think real-world experience, as opposed to, um, you know, the education indoctrination, helps more so in understanding how money works and how you can leverage it to make more of itself. So I don't know if that, you know, kind of answers the question, but, like, that's kind of the genesis of, you know, kind of going about that, the school and money thing. <laughs> No, absolutely. And, you know, talk to us a little a little bit more about, like, 
you know, your, your background? Because, you know, like you said, you, you purchased uh, your first property at 18 years old. You grew up in a, you know, single parent household. You know, how, right. how was it, you know, your, your background sort of growing up in that environment in Brooklyn, uh, you know, single parent. Um, and then at 18, you're thinking about buying, you know, you know, buying property, like, like, like filling yeah, yeah. that gap for me. Like, how, how do you get from, you know, single parent home in Brooklyn to 18 years old, you know, you're, you're, you're a property owner. You, 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 you know, you're, you're thinking about investing in, 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 in real estate. Right, right, exactly. So beyond, the, obviously, curiosity, in which I spoke about earlier, I think um, it, I think a defining moment happened, and um, it was 2011, actually. My uh, grandmother um, had a unit in Clinton Hills. <laughs> it's a pretty uh, affluent area in Brooklyn, New York. So she actually uh, experienced, the I guess the hype of property value increasing and she wanted to kind of get into that rush but she didn't understand that there was actually a gentrification process going on so I wanted to, I spoke to her about that I said listen grandma what you can do is you have equity in the unit and um, this was obviously my financial education that I kind of incorporated into um, this curiosity so I told her I said listen you have you know X amount of equity in this unit what you can do is you can refi you can take that money, you can do whatever you want with that, but do not sell this property. She decided to sell. <laughs> and two, literally two months after selling, property values increased 45%. Ooh, she could wow. no longer buy back in her neighborhood. Wow. So that, that was a literal, literal mm. spark into my, I, I guess, anger. Like, I just had this anger of, like, why do we always jump? Mm for the quick thing mm. and we don't understand how to leverage or expand our means. Wow. So that's what kind of, you know, propelled me into saying, you know what, I'm going to do things differently. Mm -hmm. This is how, how I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to buy my property. I'm going to buy it at a lower tier price and I'm going to, I'm going to just try, <laughs> you know, and, and obviously, you know, that didn't work out. <laughs> I was young. I'm right. like, listen, I feel like I can do it myself. I don't need anyone. But you learn. You learn a lot about how money works. You learn a lot about how how you can leverage debt to actually make you richer. And that's another thing that mm -hmm. um, mainstream, you know, um, financial experts may may not tell you. Um, but I think debt is a intrinsic, um, pretty much, fabric of our economy. Everything is le leveraged beyond debt. If you go back to 1971, the dollar actually was backed by gold. But after 71, Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard. President Nixon was obviously our president. Mm -hmm. um, and after taking the dollar um, off of gold, the dollar became debt. It became legal tender. So it was actually backed by the promise of people to pay it through their tax dollars. Mm -hmm. So, like, obviously, you know, through understanding this and through learning through my trials and through my tribulations and my experience with my family, that kind of helped me propel to get that intrinsic knowledge that I needed to move forward and to make smart investments rather than, you know, sporadic ones. Uh, I, I, that's, that's powerful. Right. And, and so, you know, in, in the words of honorable Sean Carter, you want to know what's more important than throwing away money at the strip club? Credit. You ever want to know <laughs> why Jewish Credit people own all of the property in America? That's how they did it, right? So financial yes, freedom, my only hope. Talk to us. So now you are the groundbreaking author of the book Financial Freedom, My Only Hope. Talk to us 
about the inspiration behind this book? Well, listen, Ash, I mean, you and I probably have a, <laughs> a commonality in this Absolutely. regard. Yes. Oh, um, man, I heard the, uh, the Jay-Z album. It was very profound. Um, but the story of OJ specifically just, you know, sparked my interest. It kind of showed me that, wow, this, here's this man, right, who is the epitome of, of success within our culture. Mm-hmm. And, well, I would say, you know, that's arguable, but for me personally, Right. He was the epitome of success in my in my in my culture, for that matter, and and for him to literally step out of the the, the preconceived notion of the spending mentality associated with wealth to show you that there's more to accumulating wealth and looking like wealth than actual money. That was just profound for me. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, wow, this this was amazing. So it kind of helped me, and it gave me the uh, the confidence I needed to just say, you know what, let me put my knowledge down on paper. Because I know this stuff, I know what he's talking about, but maybe there's people who don't, you know, so why not just, you know, try to add that value and give that, um, you know, financial information and, and elaborate on it and even show a perspective that people may not even have noticed, you know, or, or have access to and give them that, you know, and this is basically through my experience. So everything that I've, I lay out in the book, everything that I speak about is proven and I literally did it. And I and I, I set it up that way because I didn't want to seem like another um, you know financial advisor or investor just telling you to do stuff or giving you that rhetoric. I wanted to give you real pragmatic, practical things that I've used and it's worked for me. And say, listen, if I can have this blueprint, if I can buy this unit today, and two years later I have one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in equity, you can too. It's not rocket science, you know. And I feel like Jay Z kind of came to that epiphany, epiphany when he came back and saw that unit at Dumbo, mm-hmm. $25 million. <laughs> he was like, wow, if I would have bought it back, you know, when I was, you know, balling instead of buying these V8 engines or V12 engines, yo, I would have been, this, I would have been super rich, right, mega rich, right, you know? Right. So those are the things that we kind of have to, like, think about and, and, and talk about in our communities for sure. No, absolutely. And, 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 I, and I love it. Um, because the the subtitle um, of the book is the best selling guide to mastering the game of money. Foreshadowing, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and so and so talk, talk to it like the game of money. Like why 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 do you why do you preference it that way? That it's it's the game of money. Yes, yes, money is a game. Think about this. There's somebody right now. Well, I can give you a, a factual data set. So Jeff Bezos literally just um, they announced that he has a hundred and thirteen billion dollars in net worth. Wow. Right? Now, you look at Mark Zuckerberg. There's another, um, you know, I guess, information in, in the news that came out that said he, he made $4 million for every day of his life. Think about this. Now, when, if someone is making that amount of money and income, and if, so, if someone's net worth is that high, why is it that someone the, the, the um, poverty rate in, in L.A., has increased 23%. Mm. Why is it that the average income in America is $68,000? Why is it that the average savings is less than $1,000? There's something wrong there. Now, when you have a, one side playing as, playing the game as a way of keeping score and the other side playing the game as survival, mm. there's an issue. And that's what I wanted to address. And that's what I kind of wanted to get across to everyone. And listen, we are in a game. You know, understand? Like when you play a game, when you play Monopoly, you kind of have to divide the houses up. Right. 
But in this game, the, the, the houses have already been divided up. Mm. The money has already gone to the power player. Mm. And they're telling you, listen, you can come in mm. and you can have a fair shot. Mm-hmm. But if you don't make it, it's your fault. Mm. So, like, I think the real underlying factor is knowledge because knowledge is the new money. Mm. You can have you can have $1,000. You can have 100000 You can have a million. But if you don't have the knowledge to make more of it, you're screwed economically. And you're going to lose this game. Wow. Yeah, that's true. That that is that is that is so <laughs> yeah, powerful, and, and I love mm-hmm. I love the analogy because you're saying you know it, it's true, right? When you start playing Monopoly, you know everybody starts with the same amount of, of chances, right? And Correct. and so that yeah. so so Monopoly, you know, when you play Monopoly, is really uh, you know equal and and, and you know equality. Um, but yeah. in, in the in the real game of money, in the real game of life, the the you know the property has already been distributed. <laughs> Right. And, 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 when, and when you think about, you know, you know, some of the the economic oppression that has happened here uh, in America where, you know, people, you know, some some folks were given a head start. And then after their head start, they're like, all right, come on, everybody join in now. You got it. You guys could all play the it. game. It's yeah. fair now. Why don't you yeah. just do what we do? Why don't you just pull yourself by your bootstraps? You got it. Man. What if we have no boots? <laughs> right, exactly. Right? Right. You're so saying- so let's talk about that. What if we have yeah, no yeah. boots? Because it's yeah, definitely yeah. possible for us to become players um in the game and really succeed. Um and you exactly. mentioned you mentioned information. Um what what's the next step? What if you have no feet? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Like come on, really? <laughs> right. I'm joking, I'm joking. We I can, no, no, we can we can get deeper. Okay. No, I'm joking. Because there's ways around that. Look. <laughs> right, you're right. Look, right. there's oh, and you I think funny. and I think that's the most important thing that we need to recognize as a culture is that yeah. first we have to accept that the hands have been dealt and they haven't really been dealt fairly, mm-hmm. but it doesn't count us out. Um, and we can't give up there. I think a lot of times we allow that to keep us stagnant. Mm-hmm. Um, you got it. And and really, it's it's like it's not only is it a money game; it's a mind game too. Um, so when we recognize that and we accept that, um, the next step is definitely getting the information. But beyond the information. Uh, what is it that you do? For example, you spoke about how, you know, your first um, property situation didn't necessarily work out how you expected. How did you move from on from that? Like what pushed you to keep going? Um, right, exactly. And, and what were some of the things that, that you actually did to, to maintain and to, to be here now? Yeah, and I agree with you. Um, I, I do feel like, you know, we kind of have this mentality sometimes that, you know, it's like a, we're knocked down and society knocks us down and then we just stay down. But the reason why I stress, um, you know, knowledge being the new money is that we have to understand that our ideas can produce capital for us. Yes. You know, so like I have a, a, a chapter in the book, obviously, it's called Print Your Money. Print Your Own Money, legally, of course, right? <laughs> but you can be the Fed. The Federal Reserve, obviously, we know, um, is a private corporation who prints money. So if they can print money out of thin air, we can too. So what I'm thinking is let's leverage our knowledge, our creativity, to print our own capital. And what I was able to do um, beyond just real estate and through technology was I created a mobile application at um, 21 years old. So this mobile application literally was a, um, it was a, a game that I played at the arcade when I was growing up. I literally turned it into a mobile application. And my first week, I sold 25,000 downloads, Ooh. right? And I, and, I initially, and I eventually sold it for $75,000 to an angel investor, which I regret now, but it's okay. <laughs> but anyway, 
Um, but that's just the thought of it. You know, it's just to get people to understand that your knowledge, your ideas can produce capital. It doesn't matter if you don't have access to capital. If you can produce value for the world, then the world will pay you in return. And obviously money is a medium of exchange, right? So it's value for value, and money is literally the intermediary. So obviously if you trade crypto, if you do everything, the real intrinsic value is the underlying factor of everything, right? So for me, I would say for, for someone who doesn't have the access to capital, someone who came from a low-income community or whatever, you can leverage your knowledge, you can leverage your ideas, look at problems in your community and try to solve them. Look at pain points that you experience. Look at so many, if so many different things to inspire you to get you to, you know, create the value that you need. And you have to understand that it may not be macro. It may not be a global phenomenon, but if it affects something regional, that's something that's viable. I didn't even know when I launched my app, I had 25,000 um, 25, downloads within the first week. 80% of that was outside of the U.S. Mm. <laughs> I wow. didn't know it, like, so I didn't understand that we live in a global economy. This pop, pop, people are suffering way far greater than we are in certain areas mm. in third world countries. And if you can find value for those people or even, you know, everybody in general, you, you will be successful and you will monetize income. Definitely. Being broke made me rich. Man, love Use it. your yeah, ideas. Definitely, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Use those ideas. And it's so, and that's why I believe in this current um, economic climate, there's so many entrepreneurs. There's a surge of people doing their own thing, a surge of independence, because I right. think we are recognizing that. We are recognizing um, the greatness that lies within us. Um, and we have the tools, you know. Exactly. Of course, with the internet, you know, uh, internet makes a lot of things possible. Um, so for people are in that space right now where they may not be happy with the job that they have, or they just may not be happy with their financial um, circumstance, and they're using those ideas and being creative and coming up with different things. And of course, there's there's always, you know, in every generation, I believe we have that sort of um, evolution and just that growth of ideas. And we're Correct. definitely in that space right now for our, our generation. Definitely. And it's funny because uh, I know Ash Cash touches on this a lot. Um, he talks about the notion of multiple streams of income. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's definitely a great way to kind of increase your income. And, um, you know, obviously you can leverage your job, you know, to be a primary source of income. But if you want to set yourself free financially, yes, you do need to have access to, you know, producing different amounts of, uh, you know, revenue streams in that regard. So, yeah. I agree. Merrily, merrily eat off of streams. <laughs> All right, cool. We're going to take a quick music break, but when we come back, we want to we keep talking to Jeremiah J. Brown, the genius yes, <laughs> that came up with Financial Freedom, My Only Hope. It was so funny because, you know, you know, nobody right. wins when the family feuds, right? And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm gonna tell oh you a quick gosh, story. Oh my gosh, I feel like you guys are like Jay-Z nephews. No, I'm going to tell you. Jay-Z nephews, I'm a, I'm a like you. every other oh, sentence is a bar. No, but, I'm like, but, really? But see, but, but, we're, but, but Jeremiah and I are the two who are willing to be upfront about it. Like, mm. Jay has raised a nation. Let's stop playing games. Yeah. Let's get mm. his man his credit. Like, this guy has been around since I was a teenager and exactly. he's raised a nation. And so, some people are in the background, in the barbershops, acting and talking. Jeremiah and I are not afraid to say that 
whole the God MC raised us, yeah. right? And yeah, but, yeah. but 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 I want to say this, right? So I remember, um, a, a, you know, when when I put out the book, the Wake Up Call, financial inspiration, okay. uh, you know, learn from four forty four. Um, right. Some someone saw, you know, uh, Jeremiah's book, right? And so okay. and, and sort of like tagged me on it and kind of was like making faces or whatever. And I was like, dope. You know what I'm saying? Like I started yeah, like reading yeah, it yeah, or right, whatever. Right. Um, and then, you know, somebody also forwarded it to me. It was like, yo, somebody stole your stuff or whatever. I was like, nah, yo. Like I was so <laughs> excited uh, to see that, you know, first of all, two brothers are able to, you know, have this idea, right, that mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. Jay sort of set up, you know, gave us the assist, right? He gave us the alley-oop, yes. and we both yeah. was like, yo, let's grab it and let's, let's you know, dunk the basketball. Yes, but, then, but then also, you know, like, like I said, nobody wins when the family feuds. It's, a, it's really, you know, we have to understand that that where we are right now, when like when Jay is saying financial freedoms are only hope, that's not an exaggeration, right? Like it's not it's, it's not a, it's not it's not hyperbole. It's it's actually a fact that financial freedom is our only hope. And so you know I appreciate the fact that you know you know you know we are you know coming together. You know, and 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 able to kind of put this piece of work together because at the end of the day, you know Jay shows first of all Jay shows you you know what. But, you know, we need the God on how to do it. But then, it. but then secondly, you know, Jay is almost a billionaire. Right. And yeah, so yeah. and so for, for, for us, you know, people um, are, are, you know, m- people may be removed from someone like Jay, you know, because because I, I don't know about you, Jeremiah, but like. Yo, people have been like dogging me, like, yo, what does Jay know about money? How can he you're relate? You know what I'm saying? You're gonna get that. Yeah, and and, and so the that. fact that we're at this space where we're like, all right, no, he he knows what he's talking about. Here how here's how we could take this message and, and, and make it viable. So you got it. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, man. No, I agree. And, and I agree. And who better to learn from than somebody who's once been in your shoes and now where you would like to be. Absolutely. So, exactly. um, so yeah, we're going to take a quick music break. This is the Ash okay. Cash Show, WHCR 90.3 FM, New York, the voice of Harlem. Don't touch that dial. Keep it locked on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. We are back, the Ash Cash Show on WHCR 90.3 FM, New York, the voice of Harlem. We are chopping it up with Mr. Jeremiah, um, author <laughs> and real estate pro and all that good stuff. Happy, happy, <laughs> happy to have you on. And the author yeah, of I'm the happy book. to be here. Financial freedom. I only hope, and I wanted to, I wanted to read like a a, a review off of Amazon uh, dot okay. com, and it says, "Financial freedom. My only hope is a book that truly meets uh, you where you are. Uh, it's for all audiences in all walks of life. It's an easy and practical read. I love it because it provides step by step action steps and testimonials to support." the strategy. So talk to us a little bit, um, you know, for our listeners out there who are, you know, ready to, to check the book out. Um, give us some, some of those, those practical steps or some of those strategies that they can look forward to in the book. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so I can actually teach, uh, well, not teach, but, you know, kind of spread that information of um, credit. So, so to help you kind of establish credit. Um, I know for me personally, I kind of you know, leveraged a, a low utilization rate on my credit card going through college and et cetera. So if you're a student out there, um, 
obviously you can have the same uh, information in regards to building your credit in the book. Also, um, you know, just saving, you know, it's, it's, it's very basic, but I think it's, um, you know, pretty important. So I kind of, you know, provide a lot of tools um, for saving. And once you actually, actually get that cash that you need to then use that to make more of itself. So, I mean, it's, it's very pragmatic, it's very simple. And it um, also, you know, I have other ways to kind of help you create your own streams of revenue and income. And I challenge you to also create, you know, opportunities or, or tap into industries where you think you can help. And, and it's, it's very interactive. I think it's an interactive book, um, but more so it offers, you know, simple tools that you can use to kind of, you know, increase your wealth overall and just understand that this is not a, you know, gimmick, a get-rich-quick scheme or et cetera. This is more so shifting a mindset. So, um, you know, obviously it's going gonna, it's gonna to meet you where you are at any level in your life, whether you are an entrepreneur, um, you know, or an entrepreneur, whether you make uh, less than 50000 or more than $750,000. Um, I have tools that can kind of get you to understand how money works and how you can leverage it to make more. So pretty simple, yeah. Awesome. I love the fact that you are using the word simple. Mm. Um, yeah. Just from being on the show and speaking to the many people that we've talked to about money, that's a very common thread, the simplicity um, of this game and recognizing that it's not um, as hard as we think it is or as hard as we make it out to be. It's really when, not. <laughs> when, when was that moment for you, you know, because you think about socks and bonds, you think about all of these things, and then when it comes down to it, we hear a lot about, you know, investing in real estate. Uh, having multiple streams of income, the simple things that, that can be done again, like you said, right where you are. When was that yeah. moment that you realized how simple it was? Listen, and it's so funny. Um, I kind of have a, a talking point on this as well, and it's called failure. Simple. You know, obviously school grades failure as, you know, you're the worst person in the world and you're going to die a thousand deaths. But in life, obviously, we know um, failure is just a way to propel yourself to success. So, um, you know, I've learned a lot through trial and error. Um, I would obviously suggest that if you're going to do this and go about, you know, setting yourself free financially, that you don't leverage all of your money in order to do so. So that's obviously where the book um, comes in to kind of meet you where you are. But I think overall it's just doing. You know, if you go out there, if you – I think the hardest part is fear of getting started because you feel like you don't have the information. So that means that you're not an expert. Therefore, you won't make – any money or X amount of et cetera. But what I wanted to help you is with is to understand that you are who is going to propel you forward. Mm. So, you know, obviously if you have, let's, let's say there's someone who's, who's earning a salary right now, right. Or a wage, you know, the, the uh, common knowledge and practice and practical information will kind of point you to a financial advisor to handle your money for you. But we all, we have to know that and understand that these people are literally managing a lot of people's income. Mm -hmm. So no one is going to have your, well, they're going to have your best interest. They have a fiduciary responsibility too, but no one is single-handedly going to um, have the same amount of emotion, of, of emotion with your money than you. So like, I would just say, you have that knowledge, you seek out that information, you get started, do it. You're going to learn and you're going to get better at it. And then when you become an expert, you can help someone else. And it's about paying it forward at the end, and that's what I'm about. I'm about, you know, I'm not going to keep all this information, and I know Ash is, and I know you aren't. It's literally about paying it forward, passing the knowledge across generations, because that's how you really have generational wealth. 
generational wealth is obviously, you know, on a surface level of generational wealth is finance, but intrinsically it's knowledge. If you can, you know, give, because obviously we all know our parents can give us, you know, um, a real estate property and we'll just sell it. But obviously if you have knowledge, you would know how to leverage it to make more of itself and and to continue to produce money. So overall, it's just about knowledge and understanding and getting started. So just go do it, guys. It's not, you're not going to die tomorrow. Just try it. Just go do it and have the confidence in yourself to do so. Beautiful. And let us know about some of your projects that may be coming up. Yeah, definitely. Um, so for one, I, I'm actually creating a, uh, an app right now. It's in the workings. Um, and what it's going to do is connect coders to people who want to learn code because I feel like that's the industry of the future. Mm. Um, they said in about 2020, um, robots will start to replace uh, common jobs that we have now. So I kind of want to get our, our people and people in general the head start in that game. So I'm going to kind of, um, you know, make it a community as opposed to you going to school and having to pay to, you know, do computer coding. What you can do now is we'll connect you with someone, similar to an Uber or Airbnb, but we're just going to connect you with someone who is an expert and they can be your mentor in code. You can learn any specific language that you want. If it's Swift, you can learn that. If you want to learn how to create a cryptocurrency, you can do that. So that's what I'm going to do in the future. Uh, it's going to be. It's called Rubik's right now. Um, we're in our beta stage, and we're actually in the process of raising 120k in seed capital. Um, another uh, project that I'm doing with a partner is um, a cryptocurrency. So that's a long-term game. But right now, we're, we're going to try to tackle this problem. So, yeah. awesome! And where can everybody find you? Oh yes, yes. You can find me on um, Instagram at I am Jeremiah B. That's I A M J E R E M I A H B. You can also find me on Twitter at I am Jeremiah B and LinkedIn at uh, Jeremiah Brown. Perfect, perfect. And then perfect. also, uh, if someone wanted to check out your new book, uh, where, where would they be able to find that? Oh, yeah, sure. You can find it wherever books are sold, Amazon, um, Nook, Kindle, Barnes & Noble, and uh, iBooks. And Smashwords, of course. Yeah. Round awesome. of applause. <laughs> my guy, Jeremiah thank you guys J. For having Brown. Me no, thank you so much. It. No, we appreciate yeah. you. Uh, thank mm. you for of all course. you do. Continue to, you know, to shine bright. Uh, you know, people, you. people need this information out there, and, and, and we truly appreciate you. And follow me back because I'm you. following you. Yes, yes. So I, oh, follow perfect. me okay. back. Thank you. All right. You, you two ask. <laughs> follow me as well. <laughs> well I'm, not, I don't, I'm not following you. I'm following you ASAP, oh, bro. Man, I got listen, you. You got too many followers right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm following you ASAP, baby. We on that. We all on right, that. I right, appreciate it, man. Take care, man. All right, brother. Have a good one. All, all right, the best. Too, man. You appreciate too. you. <laughs> all right. So that was Jeremiah J. Brown, author of Financial Freedom, My Only Hope. Make sure you check it out. You know, uh, you know, definitely uh, check out the book. A lot of great reviews on it. People are are really uh, enjoying the the practical steps, the simple steps on how to learn and master the money game. Yes, this was refreshing as yes. always. Yes, yes. So I guess I'm supposed to tell the people where they can find me. Yes, where can the people find you? Okay, you can find me at TashimaJones.com. All of my social media and contact information can be found there. And me, I am Ash Cash. Make sure you visit me. IamAshCash.com. Become my friend on Facebook, Facebook.com slash IamAshCash. Follow me on Twitter, Twitter.com slash IamAshCash. And I'm on Instagram too, Instagram.com slash IamAshCash. Till next week, same time, same Same place. Peace. Peace. You are now tuned in to the Ash Cash Show. Your number one source for financial motivation. Get your mind and your money right.